everybody, this is pro wrestling legend Jim Cornette, and you're listening to The Rough House. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, <laughs> episode 316. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, uh, wow. For recording date, uh, a rare Saturday record. Uh, yeah. It's Saturday, March the 11th, 2023. Hi, I'm and, Marty, and I'm and- not dead. <laughs> and I'm Christoph, and Amber is the color of my energy on this 311 day. Let's go. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 316 on 311, baby. Uh, Can we throw a 420 in there somehow as well? I mean, you know, we'll, <clears throat> I don't have any news about Matt Riddle, so that kind of okay. already All takes right. that All out right. of the equation. But, but you know, we'll see what <laughs> we can dig up. Uh, nice. Anyway, uh, thank you, dear, dear listeners, for your patience last week. I was super sick last weekend uh, as I got just really bad cold probably one of the worst colds i've had in years and Dang. i uh i slept pretty much all the way through from friday evening until sunday evening you tried to muscle your way through a pay-per-view a yes. five-hour pay-per-view yeah uh <laughs> I, I did make it through that you did you did um but i had no voice sunday morning so yeah you know it, it would have been uh very weird because it would have sounded like that you were hosting with super dave osborne so. Yeah, I mean, that's fine in small doses, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you we don't, don't need a full hour of that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, and, and thank you for your patience. Good to be back. And uh, we've got a lot to cover. Probably the biggest is the pay-per-view that happened just about a week ago. Let me go ahead and hit the button. was AEW Revolution 2023 coming at you live from California. Um, they had a pretty stacked house at uh, the Chase Center. Yeah. Uh, and I have to say it delivered in ways I didn't expect. Uh, just just high level. We talked a lot about kind of the weird start-stop build for a bunch of matches on the show or the negative amount of build. I mean, I don't think we actually got anything between the elite and house of black until the Wednesday before. Right. Um, But in terms of a pay-per-view, I think front to back, this might be their second best ever. I mean, it's kind of become the MO of Tony is, you know, some of the builds are sus, but once, you know, once we go live on pay-per-view on a Sunday or Saturday night, please go back to Saturdays, um, <laughs> you know, it over-delivers, I, you know, <clears throat> and we look at it and say, yeah, it's a pretty good card on paper, and then everybody goes out there and kills it. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's it's it was very good pay-per-view, and one of the things that stands makes it stand apart from other AEW pay-per-views is it was there was really no big shock 
debuts or returns yeah. or anything yeah. like that. It was just here are our guys and gals. They're going to go out there. They're going to kill it. And the show will revolve around them. And it did. And it worked. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was an all killer, no filler pay-per-view, even for a show that lasted. If you include the pre-show, which yeah. only had one match. Yeah. But if you include the pre-show, uh, five, almost five hours mm-hmm. uh, in length. Um, you know, the, the pay-per-view proper running about 345. Um, it it was just front-to-back quality professional wrestling. Yeah. Uh, including some results, you know, that that I was surprised by. Uh, some that may not have been as surprising. But uh, I, I just thought it was a really great show. And it had, within that card, probably three of the best matches of the year. Uh, let's see the main and then, uh, the trios and, uh, I'm trying to remember what else happened with. It's been a fucking week. My mind is, uh, been okay. destroyed by number alcohol. three would be the Texas death match. Uh, oh yeah. John Moxley yeah, and Hangman Page. Yeah. Just an incredible show. Uh, and it, and it really went ahead and showed what AEW is all about. Yeah. Putting together just a kick-ass pro wrestling card at the highest level with the best possible performers, including, I got to say it, a guy like MJF who I did not think could go to the distance. And on paper, I was dreading an hour-long Iron Man match Yeah, between him and Brian Danielson. As good as Brian Danielson is, yeah, I was just dreading it. Like, if, if this ended up being kind of like the, the Danielson-Hangman page match where... It wasn't set for an hour, but it went mm-hmm. an hour. Mm-hmm. Would have been totally fine, totally cool. But on paper, it just felt like okay, this is going to drag. This well, is going... got a sixty minutes, right? <laughs> with one with two guys in the ring. I mean, there's only you know. I, I understand your hesitance, and I was kind of the same way at first, and not because of the competitors. Like it could have been, you know, it could have been anybody. In mm-hmm. there, you know, it could have been Okada and Brian, and I've been like, "Fuck, sixty minutes!" Like, yeah, can I just like, you know, uh, go take a nap and wake me up when, when there's twenty left to go? Yeah, like we we tap out when it's a forty minute New Japan main event. Well, that's every New Japan main event, <laughs> right? Exactly. So. Um, less bad now that people can react, but yeah, nevertheless. Yeah. But MJF really stepped up in this. He yeah, showed. He was... You know, uh, as he pats himself on the back for it, he shows he might be one of the best workers in the world today. Full stop. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, after uh, with the output that he's had. Yes. Tough to argue. And then on the other side of the ring, this may have been Brian Danielson's masterpiece. Uh, Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't seen a lot of the early, you know, Brian Danielson stuff as you have. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Man, you know, there have been moments in matches with him and matches that were, you know, bell to bell fantastic. But this, you know, in terms of the most complete sort of uh, pro wrestling exhibition, I mean, this this match will be studied. uh, Oh, yeah. In decades to come, for sure. And I mean, there there are small things that I think helped it a lot. Uh, I think the key one was they didn't do the traditional Iron Man match rest spot between yeah. falls. Yeah. They never let up. And it was very rare that it felt like anyone was taking a breather 
Unless it was sort of a storyline spot. You know, there's kind of an ongoing right. storyline with MJF. With the water. With the water, taking a step back, that sort of thing. But it, it never felt like, okay, this is a spot where both guys yeah. need to, you know, rethink their, their moves and then figure out the next sequence or whatever. Yeah. It just flew by. And it had a bit of everything. It, it had you know, traditional professional wrestling back and forth sequences. It had brawling. It had blood. It had storytelling. It had pathos. It, it like everything you could want in a pro tables, weapons. Match. Yeah, tables, yeah. weapons, shenaniganry. Um, yeah, a kid getting water. Well, quote unquote water. Turns out not so much. Uh, getting thrown in his face. Um, I it. If I am so bold, it was all things to all people in one match. Yeah. I know people still complained on the internet because it's the internet and that's what it's designed to do. But I was blown away. What do you mean Lacey Evans fan 02819 <laughs> says it was the worst match they've ever seen? How dare you? I know, right? Um, but uh, very quickly, let's just run through the card uh, You know, with our quick thoughts on it. Uh, show kicked off during the zero hour uh, show. It was uh, Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros defeating the varsity athletes of Tony Nese and Joss Woods and Aria Davari with Mark Sterling. I want to say real quick, I love the Chicago Bulls style entrance that Mark Sterling does for the varsity athletes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, look, I, it looks good. It I, I think it's a fun <clears throat> bit. Um but I wouldn't have thought Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Bros would be a great trio. But they are. I, I thought are. they were super fun together. Um, yeah, no disrespect to Pac, and I love Death Triangle. Yeah. But if uh, Briscoe were to, to to pal up with these guys in the future, I mean, I, it's two is kind of like when somebody first put peanut butter and chocolate together. It's yeah. like, oh, 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 okay. Turns out. Okay, yeah, out. I'm into Pretty this. Pretty good. Pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the main show kicked off with Ricky Starks, thankfully, defeating Chris Jericho clean Praise as Jeebus. a sheet. Praise Jeebus. Yeah. Uh, I think this match has gotten kind of lost in the conversation about the show because I, I thought it was very good. I thought it was an excellent opener. Yeah. Um, but in the wake of not only matches as good as the aforementioned trios title match, Texas death match and Iron Man match, but also a match that followed Starks and Jericho that really kind of punched above its pay grade. I think mm -hmm. people kind of neglected the fact that Ricky Starks and Jericho kind of tore the house down and and yeah they made I mean, the right decision. Jericho going to Jericho and you know he's going to show he's going to show up for a pay per view. Yeah. Uh, you know he's very you know he's he's that guy and you know say what we want about him and his long ass storylines <laughs> bell to bell. You know at his age for his body type pretty fucking impressive yeah and the good news was as we will talk about when it comes to dynamite this feud must not continue yeah this feud Fink. is done take it's, a rest yeah <laughs> <laughs> the fake the fake doesn't get raised from his grave to talk about this one yeah um, i'm i'm the, the, like i think the happiest i am of anything that happened in the pay-per-view was ricky Starks getting out of the jericho orbit yeah, exactly exactly uh, but then we had the final burial match, which, as it turned out, was kind of a hybrid oh, yeah. casket uh, uh, buried alive match yeah. between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I was dreading this match. Same. Big same. I, I was <laughs> so done 
with the Christian Cage Jungle Boy storyline. I was so done with uh, Christian's admittedly effective but still cheap heat tactics yes. during his promos. I know that we pushed the the finish off because of the injury to Christian. Yeah. I was just like, I was so over this. And then oh. dude shows up for a street fight wearing a sleeveless turtleneck and yeah. I'm back in. Yeah. I mean, look, the guy's no dummy. Um, <laughs> but of all the things, you know, of all the threads that get dangled and left, you know, blowing in the wind in AEW. Yeah. I was kind of hoping this would be one of them. Right, right. But, you know, we got back to it. I was like, you know, Christian showed up and attacked Jungle Boy a couple of times. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, here we go. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the match, you know, I think it was probably because we had such low expectations for it. Right, right. So it was, even though know, it was pretty mid uh, for, uh, you know, a, a brawly casket match type thing. Yeah. Uh, but, and, you know, I, I feel like somebody needs to stop Jungle Boy from watching Shawn Michaels. Uh, stuff. Uh, maybe get uh, his dad's old acting coach uh, a call yeah. because yeah. Jack cannot act. He is no. not very convincing at all. No. Um, and it kind of detracts from everything that happens around him, especially in the super serial sort of storyline right. as it was with Christian. Um, but, you know, the brawling aspect of it was fun. There were some some fun spots. And I, I'm not even going to lie. When he finally closed the fucking casket lid on Christian slammed it shut and then the casket dropped I popped I popped yeah. hard that was that was a great touch whoever at AEW not only decided the casket should drop yeah but whoever rigged that little poof of like yeah. smoke or whatever uh-huh. 10 yeah. out of 10 like Looney Tune level detail I love right yeah 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 like, it, it, it was it was it, you know it was the the opposite exploding barbed wire death match yes. sort of thing. We had yes. zero expectations and it over delivered. Whereas, you know, exploding barbed wire death match re explosion was, you know, some sparklers. Yeah. And a, yeah. And a fog oh. machine. That, that still <laughs> breaks my heart two years on. I know. Uh, anyway, we had <laughs> the uh, six man tag for the trios titles as the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews defeated the elite. Yeah, Kenny certified Omega banger. And the Young Bucks. Yeah, this match ruled. I was uh, I was very much in on this. Yeah, uh, th- this was very much our shit. This is yes. six of our favorite guys going. Yeah, uh, I would argue these are or five and Buddy Murphy. <laughs> I did also love that the match started between Omega. Omega and Buddy Murphy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or Buddy <clears throat> Matthews, sorry. Whatever. Um, but I I uh, I, I thought that was particularly funny. Yes. Uh. The way they made Brody King in this match, just like a complete hats shit off to the young bucks. Yeah, they made Brody King look like the biggest, toughest, most devastating monster in professional wrestling today. Destroyer of worlds. Yeah, and yeah. I mean he's a big boy, but he's not like the biggest boy. No, even in AEW, let alone in pro wrestling. But he well, looked like who's bigger than him? I think Archer is taller, and of course Sutton Singh. Yeah, and I guess Paul White's around there somewhere too, but True. nowhere, nobody is. I mean, Archer's pretty athletic, but he's not as wide. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the it's the wideness of Brody that really makes him, you know, a really tall guy versus a t- taller and thick as fuck guy like Brody King. That's the shit kicker. Yeah, Brody King's got kind of a, a juggernaut <clears throat> appeal at this point. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> um, but th- this match had everything: crazy action. Uh, 
again, the, the, the imposing nature of a Brody King. The House of Black looked incredible in this match. This is probably yeah. the most effective the House of Black have been s- just straight up, period. Aesthetically uh, and physically. Yes. Uh, and even some comedy, the the bit where uh, Kenny V-triggered uh, Julia Hart off the oh, apron. Yeah. And what would typically be the babyface spot of, oh, no, yeah. I fucked up. I, I hit a woman. The fact that he just waved it off and continued on, 10 out of 10. Uh, I, I, I loved yeah. it. I Hello. loved it. But then <laughs> yeah, what I thought was, was really great, and the crowd was awesome all night long, uh, especially during the, the Iron Man match. But the moment where they realized, holy mm-hmm. fuck, a title change is about to happen. Yeah. Like that. You don't get moments like that that often where, where yeah. it doesn't feel like sort of a predestined, preordained title win. You felt the momentum shift. You felt the crowd's interest shift because they were hot for both teams. They they loved them both. Yeah, but yeah. the fact that they realized, holy shit, they're pulling the trigger on House of Black. We're about to have new champions. Like there was a buzz, and it was yeah. such a cool moment. Yeah, and it, you know, it <clears throat> it was one of those. It wasn't like you know the last paper or whatever pay-per-view it was, full gear or whatever, when the tide turned and everybody wanted the acclaim to win and they didn't. This was, you know, nobody expected it to happen. And then like, oh, like you said, they kind of realized it was going to happen. And it was that same sort of buzzy um, electricity in the crowd. And I love, you know, I love that we're not necessarily in the age of everybody has to have a long title range any, uh, um, uh, reign anymore. And <laughs> we certainly we'll get found to that, that more. out on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that more on Dynamite, but um, but yeah, you know the fact that you know the Elite came one through a best of seven series with a Death Triangle had like a defense or two, and then was like, all right, next pay per view we'll drop them, we'll make somebody else, and that's yeah. uh, that's just kind of it's fun, it, you know. It's not like okay, well they're gonna hold the belts for the next year or whatever, like kind of how we are with MJF, right? Um, because it was that long time coming, finally, you know, getting mm-hmm. that nut sort of moment. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to hot potato like you are with the TNT title, right? But you know, a a, a a quicker than expected title reign definitely keeps things fresh. Yeah, yeah, I I, I completely agree. Uh, Jamie Hayter and Soraya and Ruby Soho had a triple threat match for the AEW Women's World Title. After this, I felt pretty bad for them. Basically, everyone who had to go after one of the big three matches. Um, yeah, I, I felt bad for the match was fine. What I was particularly surprised by, though, was the one two punch of a after the match. They pulled the trigger on a Ruby Soho heel turn. But B, mm-hmm. it was actually a really overturn. Yeah, I mean, people were kind of rooting for Ruby uh, throughout the throughout the match. She had a really nice pop. And uh, yeah, the match was I had no problems with the match. It was just, you know, everybody was their energy meter had been depleted and we're slowly yes. working our way back up here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, personally, anytime Jamie haters on the screen, I'm intently watching. So yeah. I was uh, I was probably into this match more than at least some of the other uh, people. By the way, did you see her on um, Hey, Hey, EW? Yes. Yes. Yeah, talking about how she knows her audience. Yeah, yeah she knows. Bless her. She's she's very Bless aware. <laughs> uh, I mean, look, you don't come out of stardom without recognizing, you know, what what you can do to sell to certain <laughs> fans. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm fucking in Japan of all 
places. Yeah. They're even more depraved than we are. Exactly. <laughs> then we Let's had the... go to Japan, Marty. <laughs> I'd love to. Um, <laughs> then we had the Texas death match. Hangman Page defeating John Moxley. This felt big time from the jump, complete with uh, yeah. Adam Page busting out, uh, as he has in all of his key matches, the big video package, special version mm-hmm. of his entrance music. In this case, it was alternate entrance yeah. music. Um, felt like an absolutely important fight from the jump, and it never let up. I know no, you are uh, a bit less attuned, a bit less into the gory, bloody, <clears throat> deathmatchy type matches. So I feel like I probably enjoyed this more than you, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I, I'm all about the fake barbed wire and, and all that sort of stuff. It's the, the fork gouging to the forehead that just gets a little excessive when, uh, when Mox is holding the fork. I don't disagree. But the visual of Mox standing up covered in splattered blood. Yeah. I can't recall. Like, I've seen many a bloody match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't recall a match with blood splatter. That's new. Yeah. I mean, you know, call Dexter. Uh, <laughs> we'll get it figured out. But uh, no. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. It's a great it's a great image. But, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty intense. It's pretty it's pretty hard. I mean, it's hardcore, yes, but yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just it's not necessarily my cup of tea. Sure. Um, you know, when they blade off screen, it's kind of still barbaric, but we don't see it. Yeah. When you see a fork getting driven into a man's forehead, you know, it, sure it's a controlled environment and he's not, you know, going full force, but mm-hmm. enough to break the skin. It's still it still makes me a little queasy. But that's that's me. And I know I know people have the blood like Derek was losing his fucking mind. You know, was... <laughs> yeah. he, he was loving it because he's all he's he has a, a much stronger bloodlust than I do. Sure. Um, but but yeah, you see, it's funny because I can watch stuff like this and I'm into it. But like a really gory horror film tends to turn me off. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. See, I'm very weird about blood and gore. I don't I can't explain it. Like if it's. You know, some stupid slasher movie where somebody's in trails are fakely getting, you know, torn out or whatever. I'm yeah. fine watching that. No issue. If it's like a live surgery sort of thing, mm-hmm. I cannot watch. I'm uh, with you on that. I don't. And really weird. I don't even like watching like if somebody shoots up in a movie. I don't even like watching needles go into skin. Uh, oh, yeah. I, like, it, I'm not it, scared it, of it needles me personally, but like. I can't look when someone yeah. puts a needle into me. Yeah, no, I I, I look away as well. And I'll, yeah. you know, flinch or whatever, you know, yeah. hurts for a millisecond and then you're good. And then the blood comes out, goes through the machine and goes back in your body in a weird cooling sensation. Um, but the Red Cross calls me twice a fucking day because I need to go and uh, donate because it's so, been a while. Uh, I used to get blown up all the time. I gave yeah. blood once in high uh-huh. school. Uh-huh. I got ridiculously dizzy after and vowed never to do it again oh wow however i'm a universal donor (laughs) yes i got blown up a lot until i moved out of my parents house (laughs) (laughs) they don't have your contact info anymore now they don't know how to get a hold of me yeah Uh, man i mean and i know i need to go i just need to find the time to to go and do it i don't i don't mind doing it but you know I, as soon as it's done, I just can you put something over that so I don't have to see it sticking out of my arm, please. Right. Thank you. Right. Uh, but anyway, back yeah, to the match. We digress. Yeah. I thought it was a hell of a match. My lone complaint about this match okay. came on Wednesday. 
which oh, we'll get into. Was, okay, all right. Uh, I I just uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it when we yeah get yeah there. yeah. I thought Hangman winning was perfect. I thought the finish was absolutely nuts. Yes. Uh, for those who missed it, Hangman Page hung John Moxley over the top rope yeah. with a chain. Yeah, achievement and, unlocked. Yes, <laughs> be an actual Hangman. <laughs> and uh, that that is how uh, that's how he tapped out. Yeah. Um, then we had for the TNT title match Wardlow versus Samoa Joe. I thought for sure Joe was winning and taking this to Dynamite. Yeah. I was very wrong. I mean, I guess the story would say that Wardlow and Hobbs still have unfinished business and and everything. But, you know, it didn't seem like Wardlow had the momentum to dethrone Joey Samoe, of all people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the king of television. You know, shit kicker supreme. Like, you know, he's fucking Samoa Joe. But he did. (laughs) He tapped him out. He put him to sleep. Yeah, he, he, he did a coquina clutch of his own and... Wardlow, who really dropped off, like if you look a year ago to yeah. now, it's a world of difference in terms of crowd reaction to him, especially yeah. on Wednesday. God, the crowd uh, was quiet as fuck for him on Wednesday. Yeah, um, but Mojo fans, <laughs> right? Uh, but uh, you know, Wardlow winning the title on paper, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, he he's clearly a guy with an upside. He's big. He's handsome. He's charismatic. Yeah. Get it done in the ring. It's an okay talker. Yeah, I, I could see why he would be a person that you get behind. But, and I'm glad they pulled the trigger on Wednesday, though I'm not happy with how they did it. I just knew this was a belt pillow for Hobbs, man. Like, yeah. That that dude is, was, and is absolutely ready to break out. So Yeah, he's primed, man. Let, let's go. Yeah. Long may he reign. Yeah, uh, and we didn't get to talk about it. <laughs> But that ladder match where he won uh, the mm. the uh, face of the revolution ring or yeah. whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah that ladder match one. was incredible. It was m- maybe the best ladder match on ever on free TV. Probably. I mean, there haven't been too many. Yeah, the the closest I can think of, and and this is this is where my brain goes when I try to think about that. There was a TLC they did when Jericho and Benoit were tag champions. Okay. Uh, you know, th- so this is like 2001. Yeah. So at least in ages. Sure. Yeah. That's a that's a long gap. So so yeah, it was it was just full of ridiculously crazy spots. Um, yeah. if you missed it a couple weeks ago on Dynamite, you know, before they take it off of the streaming, uh, the TN TBS app, I would I would go back and watch that. Yeah, run that back if if just to see uh, Commander uh, do his crazy flippy do's. On national television. And apparently they wanted Vikingo, but they couldn't get visa issues taken care of. So, yeah. like, you know, we'll send them, uh, we'll send you Commander. All right, cool. Yeah. I, I, I'll take it. I think that was a leg up, personally. I mean, I like Vikingo and all, but. I feel I, like there's that, a better a better place, you know, to debut him, uh, you know. As, as a spot guy, I yeah. think Commander was a better pick. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you tell me Brian Danielson's in a ladder match, like. It's probably going to be good, but yeah, he's not the he's yeah. not built for that, right? Although, what was the it was it was what WrestleMania th- play button, right? The yeah, the 31. one uh, thirty one, yeah, yeah where, where with that crazy the, uh, intercontinental uh, title, and and then had to give it up immediately. Yeah, I think that was the one where uh, uh, Brody almost killed Mox uh, in, yes. with the the uh, off the ladder into the ladder outside of the ring. You spot. are correct. Yeah, that was. 30 WrestleMania play button, as I call it, was actually a pretty great fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. 
Like that's two in a row. Thirty was, I mean, obviously the moment at the end kind of overshadows a lot of the other stuff that happened in that uh, pay per view. But, but yeah, those were those were two good back to back ones. As yeah. we're only like twenty some days away from what thirty nine this year. Yeah, is that where we are? Yeah, WrestleMania thirty nine. Ah. Uh, and, and we'll talk about the card for that. In a few yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, we had the AEW tag titles on the line. It was a four way. The guns defending against the acclaimed. These assholes of Jay Lethal, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. This was fine. This was basically the, the perfect uh, 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 palate cleanser before yeah. the Iron Man match. Sure. Uh, the big deal, though, was the return of FTR after the match. I thought the big deal was OC and Danhausen coming out and matching black denim. <laughs> well, that, that was, was that was the highlight too. of the match for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, much as we have seen on multiple dynamites and rampages on the way to this pay-per-view, this was basically the house show special with these yeah. guys. Yeah. I do have to say, and I guess we'll get into it more when we talk dynamite. I think OC uh, is an early contender for worker of the year right now. Cause dude is putting in some fucking work. Who would have thought that, that, you know, if you look back at AEW yeah. when it started, I mean, it's been a good gradual growth. And anyone who knows who Orange Cassidy has yeah. been before he was Orange Cassidy, yes, he's a good worker. Sure. But he started as this meme character. Yeah. And he's grown into a, a key part of the business to where he is now this workhorse that they rely on to do a killer opening match for a title. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was, literally thinking about that i was watching him and lethal the other day i was like I, the video when they signed him they like sent him uh the contract and he like put it in a blender with yeah. some orange juice or something with some oranges and i was like this this guy he's gonna be the guy <laughs> and uh and here we are and he's just you know going out there banger after banger and a draw like not even you know for ratings and for crowd reactions merch yeah. like he has it all together like one of the I was talking, you know, as I say, I always have it on at the bar when I'm doing trivia. This one one person from one team, whenever OC is on the screen, her eyes are just locked on. And she's like, I talked to her about it. She's like, yeah, I started following on Twitter and everything and, and, and Instagram. And I said, welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> I still really want, I mean, there's a video that went uh, semi-viral uh, of Paul Rudd finding out about Orange yes, Cassidy. I saw uh, that during yeah. the the Ant Man press tour. Yeah, I really hope he he started Sees to go it. down a bit of a rabbit. Yeah, hole. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want him uh, to see it, not just know about it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But then we had, of course, the Iron Man match. It was phenomenal. Uh, at least for me, it's my number two match of the year. I I thought this was fantastic. Oh yeah, um, I already stopped doing that. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. Uh, what can really top this? And it was truly uh, a masterpiece from both guys. Uh, I'm sure I, Tony will come up with something. I, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> they will. And also, you know, like he's got Omega Danielson two in his back pocket, and there's probably going to be Omega Osprey at Forbidden Door and yeah. you know, all these other things. But and maybe a Danielson in the G1. Fingers crossed. Maybe. I mean, maybe? please come on. It's it's now or never. Right. Like literally, literally now or never. Uh, but uh, great match. It went to a draw. Um, I thought, by the way, the the very quick use of a low blow to lose a fall, but then mm -hmm. get two up mm -hmm. was like just some fun storytelling in the match. Yeah, it went to uh, overtime, and then of course 
all the shenanigans got blown out. Yeah. No use of the belt, no use of the ring. Props, by the way, Bryce, third man in the ring, keeping up with them for an hour. Yeah, I mean, his hand must have fucking hurt, especially yeah. after that that uh, the the alligator attorney uh, sequence that they did for what seemed like two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, MJF wins clean as a sheet. Man locks in well, the LaBelle. Uh, lo- well, clean as clean as a sheet. Yeah, clean <laughs> as clean as clean, with clean, cleaner than usual. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Is it though? <laughs> Compared to the normal level of MJF shenanigans, like they they took away a lot of them. I mean, he did bash him in the face with a fucking oxygen tank. Okay. Fair. I mean, uh, you know, there's not much clean about that. But still, got the tap out win. Mm. Uh, which did he I tap was, or pass out? He I thought he passed. He ended oh, up okay. tapping. He, they were. It looked like they were going to do the the pass out finish, but he ended up tapping. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, we uh, we have MJF now as quote unquote the best in the world. And that took us to Dynamite on Wednesday, which we will talk about in just a few moments. Before that, uh, looking at our time, I wanted to jump into a quick story from this week with our boy Chris, because apparently he hasn't heard about this. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the might revolutionary have. Might have force in sports entertainment. This week, the WWE made a call that I think is absolutely insane. And it could radically and completely change the way WWE works. Vince McMahon with a mustache. Close. Okay. Close. They filed this week in Colorado, Michigan, and Indiana to allow for legalized gambling and betting on WWE shows. Um, okay. Now, right now, you can do things like on, uh, you know, what's it, FanDuel and, and all those yeah, other ones. Yeah, like prop bets and stuff like that. You can like do prop that. bets, like, uh, 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 for instance, for this was, they had for the AEW pay-per-view, you could bet on how many falls the main event was going to go right, to. Right, who gets the first fall. Right, but you could not bet on outcomes, because it is a scripted sure. show. Sure, sure. Based off of the way they registered and the details that are being discussed, this would allow for WWE matches, the outcomes to be bet on. And you might be wondering, how does that work? Yeah, I am. They will not share the finish with anyone in the company minus a select few, meaning probably Paul Levesque and maybe one or two other people until an hour before the match. What time do they close betting? Probably an hour before a match. Okay. All right. So what this means is no one will know for any given match who will win until an hour before the match. Seems troublesome. Think about WWE storytelling right now. <laughs> I'd rather not, but okay. But think about it like even just historically. Mm-hmm. There's always this conversation, uh, especially in the glory days, of they're pushing this guy to win the Rumble because they're going to put the title on him at WrestleMania. They're going to anoint the next yeah. big guy. Yeah. No one can know that. Including I mean, the performers. 
Now, granted, this is saying that they stay above board, which WWE has always done a great job of doing. <laughs> sure, yeah. But I will say they're also introducing much higher consequences than usual. Yeah, because I mean, gambling it's a federally regulated like, thing. Yeah, it, it's very regulated. It's there's watchdogs, everything. If there's even an ounce of any conspiratorial nature to any of this, they are going to be turbo fucked by the feds. Would that be the FTC or the SEC? I'm not even sure which. Uh, it, it might be on the ATF. I think it's the ATF. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I I'm I'm not. Well-versed enough in gambling to say. Yeah, same. But here's a for instance. You could not have the bloodline be written out. Right. Because no one would know if Roman Reigns is going to, on a week-by-week, pay-per-view-by-pay-per-view scenario, know if he's actually going to win. You are going to have... Entire staffs of writers who struggle now to put yeah. together five hours of main roster programming, not including the weeks of a pay-per-view. Yeah. They will have to basically, if they want to write out further than that week's Raw, they will have to write two versions of everything. Yeah, this is pretty stupid. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I can't get behind this. This is Nick Khan's baby. This is this is one of his big things. He so, wants to make it so WWE is seen in the same eyes as any other sport for the purposes of gambling. But financially, they they don't see anything from this because it goes to the bookies or the bookers. I don't know how that works. I'll be honest, because I I don't know if there's if there's an actual cut for them. I mean, um, I'm sure like AEW's deal as they're promoting the FanDuel sort of thing, right. you know, sign up, use code AEW, get this. I'm sure they get a little sliver of people who vote on AEW shows. Yeah. But this is this is a completely different animal. Yeah. Uh, the part that I found most interesting is they've hired Ernst and Young to secure the match results and to demonstrate to regular regulators that there's no chance of them being leaked to the public. Ernst and Young is the firm who oversees the Oscars, right? Yes, all of yeah. the Academy Award winner envelopes. So they are going to be the you know the 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 truth keepers in all of this. It seems like an unnecessary expense at this point. Let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> Look, they got more money than they need and fuck it, let's fire some more people Paul brought back. Um Did somebody get fired recently? No, I'm just saying oh. it, 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 it's if they need money, it's just like see oh. you Johnny Gargano. Gotcha. <laughs> Who, by the way, is working fucking NXT <laughs> already. <laughs> yeah, Vince isn't back at all. No, no. no. Yeah, that, that's why uh, they were talking about how ugly Chad Gable is and calling Johnny Gargano a comic book reading nerd commentary oh, this week. Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah. And back that's also why John Cena, in coming back this week, cutting his big promo about his match with Austin Theory, absolutely motherfucking buried Austin Theory in the build, saying he has no balls, saying he's not a, uh, a real champion, saying they have to pipe in cheers because no one reacts to him. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> absolutely wrecked the guy. You remember a few Damn. years ago when he murked Roman on the mic? Mm-hmm. Imagine a guy with less upside. <laughs> That's what this was. Wow. Damn. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, Which, did, did, has really anybody sold... edited that promo with the, uh, you know, the wasted GTA uh, thing <laughs> over Austin Theory's reaction? Should, or, or Bart Simpson saying you can watch the exact moment where his heart breaks. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a couple different uh, templates yeah. for that. But wow. Damn, John. All yeah. right. But but to, to take a step back, I, I don't know what this does. I mean, it, beyond... Pushing the validity, quote unquote, of WWE. Uh, this this seems like a terrible way to handle professional wrestling. All right. So first of all, it, they filed for it. So it doesn't mean it's going to be approved. Right. Right. So there's a big caveat there. Secondly, I don't understand. Like WWE have, has carved out a very good little subsection of sports and entertainment mm-hmm. that they kind of exist in their own bubble. So why why it's it's why would you I mean I, I I guess I understand why but you're the number one guy in doing this mm-hmm. but then if you're in the pool with the NBA and the NFL and MLB and NHL you're at the very fucking bottom you but are you're in the pool but you're in the pool and and never forget the a number one lesson about the life of Vincent Kennedy McMahon he wants to be legitimate. Exactly. He wants to be seen in the same echelon as these things. He doesn't want people but looking down <laughs> on his wrestling. And it's he's going to do everything he can to maintain the, the uh, at least, uh, artifice of being on equal footing. Look, I've been watching this shit for 30 years, man. I yeah. I know what it is and I accept what it is and I'm happy with what it is. And, you know, when the, I, you know, it's one at the bar and people roll their eyes or whatever, you know, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah. It's, I'm used to that. I have yeah. my, you know, ways of uh, deflecting their, their jeers and whatever. Um, I don't, I don't see pro wrestling as, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm, it, can I tell you why I think this is actually going to happen? Okay. I saw this reported on on mainstream news, our, our local television station. WBAL. That the WWE has filed for this? Yes. It, it, it was one of those like. The Pete Gilbert. Was it Pete Gilbert or was it Jerry? Oh, no. It wasn't in the sports section. It, it was it was like, you know, 525. We've got five minutes till we reset at 530. Oh, it, wow. it, like the human interest story. Yeah. And it was totally played like I, I forget who the five o'clock anchor I forget I his, Jason Newton, I think his name is. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, he's just like, Well, you know, it's it's all fake anyway, so I don't know who's really gonna want to bet on that. Uh well, I and mean that is how the door of opportunity gets opened. People will think you'd be stupid to bet on that. Why why you know I guess you can run it. No one's gonna want to bet anyway. I guess I don't know. It just seems ludicrous to me. Oh, it but. is. It is terrible. It's it's a horrible idea, and uh, I I don't know how it's really going to work because because yeah, I don't trust WWE to adhere to the rules <laughs> that are that will be thrust upon them. Think about it this way: by these regulatory committees, this conversation we we have every uh-huh. week. Uh huh. If we say we know. So and so is winning because yeah. of information. That's insider we... trading. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
are are the feds going to come for Dave Meltzer every week he publishes in Observer? My God, could you imagine Dave Meltzer on the stand? (laughs) (laughs) Poor stenographer. (laughs) Well, well, I mean, fuck. This is so fucking stupid. (laughs) But the (sighs) fact that it is so dumb is why I think it's going to happen. Because people are going to just underestimate it and go, what the fuck ever? Like, that that seems dumb. But, I mean, okay, so somebody may not know who's actually going to win, okay, Mm -hmm. without any inside information or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like you and I, who have been watching this for decades... We kind of know how the waves and peaks and valleys of writing goes. Yeah. So we can surely make an educated guess. Now, does this mean if this gets approved that WWE is going to now, you know, really lean into the swerve for swerve's sake more so than they have in the past, which is that would just just nuke everything that they've, you know, established about storytelling. It would be an opportunity to go back to the Vince Russo Crash TV style. Oh, God. God. Is Vince Russo in the fucking DMs of Nick Khan right now? Bro, bro, listen to me. Listen to me, bro. You don't need to write out more than a week advance, bro. You don't need to do it. I saw a vid- it was something on Twitter. It was a video of Vince Russo talking to uh, Road Dog, and I I almost broke my uh, pointer finger scrolling so fast to get get away from it. I, I would rather bro, chop my own balls bro, off. Bro, Road Dog, bro. <laughs> Good God, man! You, I mean, I don't even know what would make that worse. Maybe throw Booker T and his garbage <laughs> takes in there as well that just make yeah. me want to. Weirdly you know, enough, they were discussing the response to the covid that, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 very reasonably i'm sure you know just like goldberg talking about his opinions about rihanna at the super bowl yeah who who, who better to to get intel from than like, goldberg than when a it comes 57 to... year old pro rest retired pro wrestler semi-retired he's still playing that retirement match in israel yeah sure anyway let's talk about stuff we enjoy again With the fallout from Revolution on Wednesday, uh, they were once again in California. The, this West Coast swing just continues. Yeah, continues they're uh, making up for lost night. time for sure. Very much so. And if I look at this show in the macro, sure, I really enjoyed the fact that they set up like a dozen different storylines on this show. Yeah, yeah. There, there was not a, a malaise of what happens next. Everything built to something next. But it, but at the same time, it didn't have that like Raw after Mania or Dynamite after a pay-per-view excitement to it. And I think it's because on a micro level, yeah, the choices and decisions that were made for these next steps. Sure. As we will talk about. But the show kicked but off. Wouldn't oh, it be wouldn't it have been smarter to, you know, have a little more fireworks to ride the momentum of the pay-per-view and then do a little more stretch out some of the table setting over the next week or two? That certainly feels like what next week's show is supposed to be. Okay. The, the Winnipeg okay. show is looking pretty stacked. Um, All right. 
bunch of hosers. But the show kicked off with Orange Cassidy defeating Jay Lethal to successfully retain the AEW All-Atlantic title. We were talking about it before. Very good match. Um, I I personally was kind of wishy-washy on it until the finish. I thought the finishing sequence was incredible. And, of course, <clears throat> Jay Lethal always drops my interest by half. But Fair, fair. But yeah. the fact that, you know, this was a rubber match and these two men know each other so well sort of thing and OC kind of put all the shenanigans to the wayside and came out fighting and wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at least gave it a little bit of a different feel than uh, some of the other matches that he's done recently. Um, and the selling of both men in this match was actually pretty fucking fantastic. OC with the leg and um, uh, uh, lethal with the arm, mm-hmm. but the fact where he tries to do the lethal, uh, lethal injection and his arm collapses. That was that, that as was as much as I'll spot. motherfuck Jay Lethal all yeah, day yeah, long. Yeah. That was beautiful. He's a very smart pro wrestler. He's yes. just not a great person. Yeah. Um, and the same with OC trying to go for the orange punch and his fucking leg collapses on him. Like, you yeah. know, it's that's that's the good stuff right there. So post match. Yeah, I would love to hear what Justin thought about this. <laughs> he he wasn't watching. <laughs> um, Jay Lethal tries to attack Orange Cassidy with the Golden Globe. Yeah. Ref holds him back. Then Jeff Jarrett sneaks up from behind, hits the stroke on Orange Cassidy. Kind of a whack-ass stroke, if I'm honest. Yeah, yeah. He seemed a little lost on that one. And then Jarrett breaks the guitar over Orange Cassidy's knee. Love it. <laughs> love it. It's stupid as fuck, but I love it. And, of course, this means we're getting Jeff Jarrett versus Orange Cassidy, which... <sighs> really... I believe in the power of OC. Okay. Fair. And as we learn later, the power of Shazam. <laughs> yes, the fury of the gods will rain down upon Jeff Jarrett. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say here, uh, but I forgot what it was. It'll come back to me. Renee Paquette, the first of many appearances of Renee. In yeah, the she got her steps promos in. promos of the night. Uh, she's backstage with Powerhouse Hobbs, who said, hey, it's terrible what happened to Wardlow. Wardlow during the week posting that his... Uh, rental car was broken into, his gear was stolen, as was the TNT Championship. Yeah. But, uh, you know, fuck all that. I'm becoming TNT Champion tonight. Then Ricky Starks comes out, cuts a promo about what's next, what's he going to do, what's it going to be. Bullet Club logo pops up on screen. Yeah. And for two seconds, I'm like, Jay fucking White's here. Yeah. And instead... <laughs> It's Juice Robinson who runs out, hits the left hand of God in a DDT. I mean, Juice Robinson is fine, but he does not move the needle, man. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. Macro, awesome. All these storytelling beats. Uh, so you're, you're saying Micro. you're saying uh, that uh, that Juice is is the the first of many Bullet Club uh, people to come in uh, and well, and not, interf- even, not even necessarily that. It's just. You give me the idea of, all right, Ricky Starks is going on to his next big thing. He just beat Chris Jericho, former AEW world champion. Is he is he going to feud with Omega? Is he going to feud with Mox? Is he going to feud with, you know, any of these different people? And it's fucking Juice who lost to Samoa Joe on a Ring of Honor pay-per-view last time I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So it's good that we're moving forward. 
but we moved right into a ditch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. Uh, and then, you know, we didn't even talk. Uh, I guess the one thing of note in New Japan this past week was Dave Finley showed up yeah. as a member of Bullet Club now. Dave Finley so, uh, showed up member of Bullet Club and f- had a fucking banger with Tomohiro Ishii. Now, granted, yeah. we could have a banger with Tomohiro Ishii. But... I mean, I, it, it would be two minutes because I'm taking one of those chops and dying in the middle of the ring. Actually, in retrospect. I wanted to bring up this point. Did you see the results from yesterday, Chris? Uh, no. What happened? You mean like overnight? Uh, no, as in uh, Friday morning. Oh, uh, I don't think so. So we're in the heat of uh, the New Japan Cup. Yeah. Shingo lost to Aaron Hanare. Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Shingo lost to Aaron Give me one second here. Let me just pull up njpwworld.com. Okay. Switch to English. Okay. Uh, Account. Uh, Cancel. Uh, There we go. Okay. (laughs) Done. Sorry, United Empire. (laughs) Get fucked. Tony Schiavone backstage with Wardlow asking where his head's at. Wardlow thanks some friends for some clothes and says, hey, fuck it. Let's do this. Falls count anywhere. Anything goes for the TNT title. So Tony Schiavone gets Wardlow to sign his death warrant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live on air. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Tony Schiavone, chaos agent, maybe my new favorite thing in wrestling. Let's go for it. Chaotic neutral. Tony yes. Schiavone in the middle of the, uh, of the graph there. So Renee Paquette. <laughs> Brings Ruby Soho to the ring, who comes out with Tony Storm and Soraya. They're calling themselves the Outcasts, by the way. That that was part of Rampage last night. All right, I don't really care or love that, but okay. I wanted to ask you. All right. Ruby Soho's promo. Uh-huh. Was that a you people promo because of poor writing? Or was that a you people promo because it's a meta WWE thing? Oh, man. How much credit do we want to give Ruby Soho here? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm leaning more towards the former than the latter. Yeah. Unfortunately, because I feel like her brain might have been poisoned from being in WWE for so long. Yeah. Also, for being in WWE for so long, I, I would have expected her performance would be a little less uh, high school theatery than it was. She definitely was going a bit like, I'm the Joker now. Yeah. It was, it was a bit much. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and what she was saying was not untrue. No, it wasn't. And but... the mention of Chris Statlander got a massive pop, too. Yeah, that's a nice seed being planted there. She's got to be close. Yeah, she's got to be right? ready. I, I at least according to Instagram, she's ready. I mean. Uh, but um, <laughs> then we had Ruby Soho defeating Sky Blue. Is, 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 okay, just a quick uh, sidetrack here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing your Instagram is similar to mine of wrestlers and nerdy T-shirts. Yeah, pretty much. Random celebrity or mm-hmm. band or something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. I follow a lot of artists, too. Right, yeah, that's right. You do repost a lot of art stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mine's very heavy on the, you know, Jamie Hader stories always pop up at the very top yeah. left of mine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I try to pick and choose my thirst follows. It's not to say they aren't there. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's just I'm deliberate. Sure. Okay. You're considerate. Anyway, uh, post-match, uh, they continue the beat down on uh, Sky Blue. 
Willow Nightingale runs to the ring to make the save. Probably mm-hmm. the first time I haven't really seen a crowd go apeshit for Willow Nightingale. It was kind I think of there was uh, some reaction. It just yeah. wasn't uh, wasn't massive. But uh, the Outcast beat down uh, Willow Nightingale, and that's that. Now, are they Outcast with a C or Outcast with a K? Uh, with a C. They, they're okay. not right. uh, Andre three thousand or, or Big Boy. Yeah. Okay. They're not from the ATL. No. They are okay. not AT aliens. They bring in bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> they are sorry, Max Jackson, and they are for real. <laughs> uh, we had Hangman Page cutting a promo with Renee Paquette saying he and Mox are finally done. Bullshit. <laughs> he wanted it to be done. I mean, I feel like that was a truthful promo. Yeah. I feel like he wanted it to be done. The book was closed. I beat his ass. We're done. We're through. But these lovable losers that he hangs out with had other ideas. happy with it being done. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) You had MJF backstage cutting a promo after his title defense, saying he's got a horn coming out of his forehead, which is true because he had a massive hematoma. Uh Uh-huh. He said, you know, his back's no longer against the wall. Next week, March 15th, is his birthday. So he's going to have himself uh, a, a, a rebar mitzvah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Tony Schiavone introduced Ooh. FTR to the ring. They got a big ovation from yeah, the did. crowd. And you know what? I'll give Dax this credit. He mentioned that I usually come out here and talk about my wife, my daughter, <laughs> and how much I love professional wrestling. Yeah, well, now that he, he has a know. podcast of his own, he's listening to other wrestling podcasts. So thanks for being one of our 13 listeners, yeah. Dax. Thanks, Dax. Please, for the love of God, stop talking about how you feel about people in AEW. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Every week, Cash probably just sees the the news posts light up. And he's just right. like, God fucking damn it. Phil's not going to sleep with you, man. It's okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know what? You know what Cash tweets? Nothing. Until this week where he tweeted at Elon Musk, there's too many fucking ads and I hate everything I see on here. Fix it. All right. I can't hate that. Yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah. But again, Cash, smart. Dax, dumb. (laughs) Anyway, they're going to go after the guns. Shock of shocks. Sure, yeah. Uh, Renee Paquette backstage with Jade Cargill and Layla Gray. Same old Jade promo. She wants someone to step up. Someone Canadian. I don't know who that's going to be. Well, I mean, I guess... Will it be on Dynamite? It's happening on it's Dynamite. It's going to be though. on Dynamite. So that's a step up for her. She's yes. not, you know, just relegated to, to Rampage anymore. Um, uh, yeah. What uh, are there any other prominent female Canadians that the, uh, the are active? I've heard thrown out. I mean, it's not going to be Trish Stratus. Yeah. So let's get that out. She's an AEW, or AEW. She's a WWE Women's Tag Team Champion right now or something. No, wait. Sorry. It's Lita who is. Oh, okay. She's popping up at Mania, though. Um, okay, yeah, sure. Doing a six woman tag with um, yeah. damage control. Natty's um, out. Natty's, Natty's not, not it's Natty. It's not going to be Natty. The, the two names, or sorry, the three names I've heard put out there Dr. are Dr. Martha Hart. <laughs> I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, Indie stalwart Lufisto, uh, okay. I've heard mentioned. Um, Taya Valkyrie is apparently originally from Canada. She I is. didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she was saying that she's going to make a decision about going to AEW or WWE soon. So, you know, there's that. And the third Wait, option she, is. She wants to go back to WWE? Apparently. 
And the third option is the bunny because she's Canadian. Ah, uh, didn't she already beat the bunny a couple times? Probably, yeah. <laughs> but noted ratings draw the bunny. Yes, needle mover, like and great tweeter just, as just well. Just back, just back that up with Orange Cassidy, and like there you go. You've got the first hour. Yeah, right. Setting record ratings. All right. The JAS of Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara defeated Top Flight and AR Fox. They need a name for those three. They they really do. But it was a fun match. Yeah. Uh, more fun, perhaps, though, was the post-match, where the JAS declared on the anniversary of their debut, they want the trio's titles. So lights go out. Mm-hmm. I yell Sabu. Yeah, well, they call out the House of Black like yeah. by name, yeah, not just because they're not. Oh just yeah, Jericho even says, "Do your cool ass entrance." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lights go out. I yell Sabu, even though we call out the House of Black. I just yeah, want yeah, to yeah. be Sabu. You can once, always hope, just once. Yeah. Anyway, it's not going to be. Then it's the Elite, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that that Jericho and Omega are actually interacting since the first Double or Nothing. Wow. Yeah, I guess you're right. And, I mean, that that was sort of the, the thrust of the promo. Omega's like, look, I went in my direction. You went in yours. We left each other be. But, hey, those trio's titles, they're important to us. So how about next week in Winnipeg, we go yeah. against each other, figure out who the number one contenders are, da-da-da-da. Don Callis says, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. Not so fast. Basically, so they can talk more shit about Winnipeg to each other. Sure, yeah. The then, three most famous people from Winnipeg ever. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, lights go out again, and on the screen is the House of Black. Mm-hmm. And Malachi Black saying, hey, you know, you want a title shot? You want a title shot? Why don't we? Lights go out again. Lights come up. House of Black standing between them. Mm-hmm. And Malachi says, why don't we do this in Winnipeg next week? So it's going to be a triple threat for the trios titles. Yeah. I think this could be incredible. Yeah, no, this is a uh, So it it and it's it's Garcia Guevara and Jericho. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, no, this could rule. I I think should this rule. is the first time Garcia is interacting with any of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um first time I think Sammy Guevara is interacting with any of these guys. Um because, you know, the JAS and, and House of Black have always been in separate orbits. Right, yeah, so, and he, both heels, so. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, if I'm Tony, I have House of Black merc both teams. Sure, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because that establishes them as, you know, top of the World heat. killers, yeah. So, uh, but I, I'm very excited for that match. Uh, then Tony Khan is backstage. Right. Proving definitively... He should not be an on-screen character ever. <laughs> yeah, I don't really. This this easily could have been a uh, PowerPoint. <laughs> a, a Tony Shiv- uh, a Tony Shivani handles this type of copy yeah. sort of thing. Or you know what? Let's just rub back what we did the week before and have Adam Cole say it for him. Right. Yeah. So it was said in the most confusing way possible with a ton of buzzwords. But here's the short version of it. The All-Atlantic title is becoming the international title, mm-hmm. which I think is perfect. It's, it's sure. a better name. It's clearer. Hey, props to OC. Next week is going to be 
Orange Cassidy defending that international title against Jeff Jarrett. And the match is sponsored by Shazam. Uh, what's it Fury called? of the Gods. Fury of the Gods. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Already a better tie-in for Shazam than what they were advertising all night long on Dynamite. Chris, would you like to guess what TBS is doing this weekend to promote the release of Shazam? Uh, um, a Chuck Marathon? Uh, no, it is a marathon, though. And it is going to be hosted by Zach Levy. Okay. Uh, Christian Movie Marathon hosted by Zach Levy. <laughs> that would make sense. It is not that. It is a Big Bang Theory marathon. <laughs> okay. Or as they called it, the Shazinga Marathon. Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. You want to know if Zach <sighs> Levy's just talking and crazy shit on Twitter? It's because he had to record those promos, and that's how he is afterwards. When synergy goes wrong. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's no that's awful. I mean, first of all, like you're subjecting people to Big Bang Theory, which is just awful. Yeah, no good. And then you have a stupid name for it. That's, wow. Yeah, I remembered it, though, so I guess there's that. I mean, no, I don't want to talk about it. Brian Danielson cut a promo after the Iron Man match. Bloodied, beaten, crying, talking about how, you know what? I couldn't feel my arms. I couldn't feel my legs. What Max said was right. I'm not going to be able to play with my kids. It's time for me to go home to New Japan Pro Wrestling, competing <laughs> the G1 Classic, the G1 Climax. Uh, I mean, Danielson's been doing the Lord's work this year. Yeah, give him time off. Totally cool. With yeah, that. no, not out until the G1 starts. <laughs> right. Uh, that or he's going to Ring of Honor. Uh, I don't know. Oh God. Um, but I thought this was an incredibly effective promo. Yeah, no. My it was only problem was, even though the Blackpool Combat Club were in the next segment. The announcers just kind of went, oh. And then we just jumped to the next thing. <laughs> One of the greatest pro wrestlers of all time is talking about how he can't feel his limbs and is taking his ball and going home. Yeah. And we get a shrug? Fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Again, macro. Totally cool with this storyline being that Danielson's beaten down and he needs to reconsider his life. Yeah. Micro. Fucking make it mean something. Fair. Very fair. We had John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli against the Dark Order duo of Alex Reynolds and John Silver. A lot of fun match. Fun match. Again, macro, micro. Macro. Totally fine with the BCC starting up this feud with Dark Order going full heel finally. Mm -hmm. Micro. Mox really didn't look like he just had the absolute fuck beat out of him on Sunday. No, no, he didn't. He wrestled the exact same as always. Come on. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I do like the very aggressive Claudio, though. That's my yes. shit. Yes, aggressive Claudio is great. Yuta needs something more. Uh, yeah. I I, 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 he's too clean cut. I don't know if he needs a crazy haircut or wilder beard or. No, no, I don't think no beard would work. A mustache. Or... A chaotic mustache. Yes. Chaotic mustache. <laughs> uh, maybe less like just a goatee. Cool looking gear, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he needs something to really like dirty Grimy him up. him up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, right. it's, it's what he needs. Uh, but <clears throat> long story short, uh, Mox wins with the Bulldog choke uh, on Reynolds. 
poor Alex Reynolds, the Bushi of the, the Dark <laughs> Order. Uh, Evil Uno runs out. Big pop for Uno. So that match clearly got him over. Big pop for them big titties. <laughs> Just uh, running down and a then blom, blom. Turn, <laughs> Turns out to like be Baywatch. a big brawl between everybody. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Hangman Page ends up making the save, which sets up a big match next week on Dynamite. It was announced on social media between Dynamite and Rampage. It's going to be the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio, Yuta, and Box against Hangman Adam Page, Evil Uno, and the returning Stu Grayson. Oh, shit, really? Yeah. I, so, I thought Impact scooped him up. I know, that's Alan Angels who they who they scooped up. The other bald oh. white guy in Dark Order. Oh, that's the, oh, right. Oh, sorry. The other, right. other bald white guy. Other. <laughs> that's fair. Plus, they're in Canada, which is, yeah, right. got it. Yeah, he's okay. there. So just do the He's thing. there. Um, so it's a one shot for Stu. Hopefully not, because I think he's super yeah. talented. But uh, yeah. should be a rad match. Uh, Renee Paquette uh, asked the acclaimed and Daddy asked what's next for them. Bowen says it's the tag titles. But that brings in 2.0 who offered them a spot with the JAS mm-hmm. and the acclaimed laugh it off. I'm totally cool with a 2.0 and acclaimed feud. It's a perfect match for both teams. Sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. And then give the 2.0 main... something to do except, except for being lackeys. Exactly. Uh, which, you know, I, I think they've, I think either Menard or Parker had like a shoulder injury or some shit. So that's probably why they hadn't really done much, but. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Um, didn't they do a golf match though? Uh, were they in that? Yeah, they were in that. I guess maybe that was their first match back. I don't know. Was it both of them? I think it was both of them. I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Anyway, main event was Powerhouse Hobbs defeating Wardlow to win the TNT title in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Thought it was a fine match, but then the finish happened. Again, macro, good. <laughs> Love powerhouse Hobbs. A wild QT appeared. Yeah, QT Marshall showing up, following up on this QTV thing that had apparently been a thing on Dark and Dark Elevation, which no one watches. Yeah, never heard of that. Becoming the new yeah. heel manager of Powerhouse Hobbs when Hobbs was looking like a hot baby face or tweener. And they have Wardlow take a powerbomb onto probably the softest-looking stage cushion I've ever seen, which he proceeds to writhe around like he's a kitten until the show goes off the air. So not only did it look super soft, it wasn't really that far. It was like a maybe a half a foot yeah. lower than the stage was. Yeah. Like, this, this was a very poor setup. Yeah. Basically, if this was the same guy who did the smoke popping up when the uh, coffin dropped, good for him that day. This day, shit. Like the 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 the, the inequality of yeah. props quality in AEW is becoming a serious issue. Not a big fan of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just consistency is key, guys. Consistency is key. Anyway. Hobbs wins the belt, which is the right decision, but now we have QT Marshall as a big-time heel, and I don't think anyone here wants that. But then that took us to Friday, no. which was Rampage. <laughs> no, 
Now, neither one of us have had an opportunity to watch the show as we're doing a rare Saturday morning record. Well, I had the opportunity to. I just oh. decided not to. Yeah. I, I, I typically watch <laughs> Rampage around this time, so I haven't seen yeah, it yet. Yeah, yeah. So we're just going to very quickly run through the results. Sammy Guevara defeated Action Andretti. Uh, sounds like it was a pretty good match. Okay. We're in a Darby Allen video package. He's going to show up on Dynamite to talk about his next big thing. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry cut a promo saying, everyone with a championship belt better watch out. Him versus sure, OC could be pretty fucking cool, I think. Yeah. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs and QT Marshall cut a promo. Uh, Marshall is going to premiere the first episode of QTV on Dynamite this week. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, the Acclaimed defeated Jack Cartwheel and Starboy Charlie in less than two minutes. So that's oh, what they okay. Think of those guys. Um. Chris Jericho promised to win the World Trios title in the spirit of Bob Holiday and Roddy Piper, Winnipeg icons. Okay. I didn't realize Piper was from Winnipeg. Apparently. Kaneske Takeshita defeated the Danger Dog himself, Preston Vance. <laughs> okay. Uh, As he should. Strickland says he has more in store for Keith Lee. Uh, he mentioned that there are, uh, that, that both mogul affiliates <laughs> are on the shelf. But Strickland has, quote, more bullets in the chamber. So I don't know if that means more members coming. Mark Briscoe announced that for the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, the, the super card of honor coming up at the end of the month, there will be a reach for the sky ladder match to determine the new Ring of Honor tag team champions. Perfect. He announced the first team for that match. It's going to be the Lucha Bros of Penta and Phoenix. Okay. Uh, Matt Hardy. Backstage with Stokely Hathaway, promising to train him for his match with Hook. Oh, God. So I guess we're going to get some training montages. And then in the main event, Riho defeated Nyla Rose. Oh, wow. Very good match. After the match, uh, Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir jumped Riho uh, as they walked to the back. The outcast came out and attacked Riho. So I guess Riho is now on, uh, you know, the AEW original side. I mean, in terms of it to an American audience, I would say, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for Dynamite next week, we've got the triple threat trios title match. House of okay. Black versus Jericho Appreciation Society versus the Elite. We've got the rebar mitts of MJF, the international championship match between Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett and the aforementioned six man tag, Hangman Page, Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Against John Moxley, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta, pretty solid card on paper. Yeah. Uh, plus the the Jade Open Challenge, and we'll see if that ends up being a surprise or dud. Um, big week in wrestling, man. Can I? Uh, so all right, I have yeah. my passport. Yeah. Can I throw my hat in the ring for the for getting tossed around by Jade Cargill for uh, for two minutes on TV? Let's make it happen, Chris. Yeah. Let's call some people. You, you still call. have Jeff's number, right? I think so. I don't know if it's still the same number, but I have a number for him. We're going to make this happen. Chris, <laughs> get ready to get jaded. Let's go. See you in Winnipeg. 
The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House redos, and Rough House divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. With the reformation of legendary WWE faction Evolution this past Monday night on Raw, the WWE Network pulls back the curtain and lets you see how they came up with such a fantastic angle and what other stables didn't make the cut. Uh, why, uh, what about the job squad? No, no, we can't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You think they'd like X Factor? I think they would not like X Factor. Okay. Okay. Uh, right to censor. Absolutely not. Fuck. Okay. Oh! Uh, what about the Mexicals? Nope. Okay. No. No. Uh, How do you say no in Spanish? No. No. El no? El no. El no. Uh, what about the LWO? Fuck. No. Come on, man. Okay. Oh, uh, what about the No Limit Soldiers? Can we get Master P? Yeah, he works in catering. <laughs> <laughs> the WWE Network pulls back the curtain for Writer's Room.